This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, what's going on? I am Kuz Bronson. And I am Estat Foster. That's right, and you tuned in to another episode of the Viewers Anonymous podcast, where we give you our very own takes and reviews of movies and TV straight out of Hollywood. What's going on with you, my guy? Man, I can't call it, man. <clears throat> you know, uh, just another day above ground, you know what I'm saying? Getting the, um, getting all this work in and taking in a lot of material, man. I am ready for the second episode of the week, because I got some great what we watching, man. So I had a good weekend in the last couple of days. But, man, how about you, man? How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling good, man. I cannot complain, bro. Um, Everything is, you know what I'm saying, going pretty swiftly. Um, and enjoying the days as they go past. I'm ready for the Super Bowl. Excited about that. But outside of that, man, that's about it. That's what's up, man. I ain't mad at it. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I ain't necessarily looking forward to the Super Bowl. You know what no, I mean? I, 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 and I, mean... <laughs> I, I, hey. wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to put you in a bad mood. Hey. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. I ain't even going to lie, bro. Because, you know, I haven't spoken publicly about it because we, we, we haven't done a full three, man. But, yeah. hey, boy. I ain't even gonna lie, and I ain't trying to make it that type of pie, but you know what I mean. But it's like I felt like that shit was like my life, dude. I was like, everything that can go wrong is going wrong with the 49ers right now. <laughs> it was like, it was like, man. what the fuck, man? And I, it was, I it was so, look, it was so horrible to watch, bro. I stopped. I was like, there's no reason to watch this game anymore. Um. When when Josh Johnson hit his head, I was like, it's over. Ain't no reason to watch this shit no more. But yeah, I hate to do this. I've spoken about this. I love Kyle. I think Kyle is going to end up being a great coach like his dad was. But mm-hmm. that play call where he had the backup tight end to block Reddick and he got manhandled and then that's when um, Brock Purdy got his, you know, say his elbow fucked up, and it was like, why would you have a tight end blocking one of their best pass rushers? Like that makes no sense. Right. So that was to me that was a bad strategy, man. That was a bad strategy, and that that really that really cost us. And I know some people think, oh, that was going to win anyway. The game was would not have been that way. If Brock would have played the whole game, yeah, I mean, it got to a point where fucking Christian McCaffrey was out there taking snaps, man. It was, it was bad, man. It was bad. So I, I don't know how I feel about the Super Bowl right now, man. I mean, I look, I, I, I can't even tell you right now if I'm gonna watch it or not. I'm being honest, like that shit bummed me out, man. Because we got a lot of dudes that are uh, free agents, um. They're not going to be able to bring everybody back. That's why, like, that whole shit of them talking about Brady going to the 49ers or, you know, possibly Aaron Rodgers and all this shit. And it's just like, man, if, if I would rather – man, you spoke about this. Like, I would rather them keep Brock, get rid of Jimmy. That frees up a lot of space and try to bring back as many players as you can because that is a good roster mm-hmm. that they had. So I think that – Go with the cheaper option at quarterback and bring bring back as many as those dudes as you can. But but this ain't a football pot. Right. But yeah, I don't know, man. I might watch it, I might not. Who knows? I feel you, man. I definitely feel you. Um and I feel your pain too, trust me. I definitely <sighs> feel your pain. Um but today, man, we have a super special episode, like we always do. Uh this one is oh, yeah. an appreciation episode. Giving our flowers to one of the greatest actors um, of our generation, um, a man who has been doing this thing for a long, long time. Um, he's had some very iconic roles. Um, he's been a part of some great franchises and a part of some great movies as well. Um, but, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? Let's go ahead and, and pass it on down, man, and, and tell 
the people who we're talking about, and that's Lord Fishburne. You know what I'm saying? One of the, the greatest to do it, man. Um, Give us a little bit of information about Lawrence Fishburne. Let us know, you know what I'm saying, what, what he's about, where he's from, you know what I'm saying, all those dope things. Yeah, man, Lawrence Fishburne, man, definitely a legend, man. Born in Augusta, Georgia, man, July the 30th, 1961. Um, His mom... um. She was actually a teacher, and his dad was a juvenile correctional officer. And um, but then what ended up happening, they ended up getting a divorce, and the mom ended up chip um going up to uh Brooklyn uh, when they had divorced. So he went with her, and at the age of ten years old, check this out, my man did his first play at ten years old. My guy, in many um, it was a uh, in my many names and days. So then he ended up. Being in um going to the theater in Manhattan, and then so check this out. So at that time he was going by the name of Larry Fishburne. You know, for people that know, you know, in earlier movies like when he played in the um, the Freddy Krueger movie on Dream Warriors, he was listed as Larry Fishburne. So he took that name up when he was um around 10, 12 years old. So did you know in 1973, at the age 12 years old? My man won a recurring role in one of the soap operas, One Life, <clears throat> One Life to Live. I had no idea he was on that shit, and that shit lasted I never three seasons. Of that soap opera. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but no, like just to think that he started like this, this young dude, and then like he ended up running into a uh, at the age fourteen, Francis Ford uh, Coppola. Well, he casted him in Apocalypse Now in 1979. And a lot of people know about Apocalypse Now. That movie was pretty big. So he liked Lawrence or Larry so much that he ended up bringing him in a few more films of his. But he put him in uh, Brumblefish. He put him in The Cotton Club and Gardens of Stones. So, like, Uh dude. And then, so check this out. Didn't know this either. So did you know that he had a recurring role in um, Cowboy Curtis, and that was a kiddie show with the Pee Wee Hermit Playhouse? Um, yeah, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yep. And so then, like, yep. as far as like TV appearances, like he was in Trapper John, he was in Mash, Hill Street Blues, Miami Vice. Like, this dude has been doing this shit for a long time, man. And then, like, we all know, like, the 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 one film that really, really done it, that really, to me, that started that where he was like the main, like, he wasn't the main, main character, but he was the most monumental character, which I think that this might be his, not his best role, but his most important role, which is in Boys in the Hood, we play play Furious style. So, man, listen, Lawrence is that guy, man. You know what I'm saying? He's been doing this shit for a very, very long time. That's what's up, man. So, you know what I'm saying? Let's talk about um some some of the movies that we've seen over the years. Some of the um you know what I'm saying, some of the stuff we've seen him in personally. Um and I I I'll start my first time seeing Lawrence Fishburne that I remember vividly would probably be What's Love Got to Do With It. And it was one of those movies where, like, I wasn't watching it, but you know how, like, your parents would be watching something and, like, you just happen to be going past and you catch it. And it was one of those things mm-hmm. where, I, you know what I'm saying, like, I didn't know what was going on. I ain't really, I wasn't really paying too much attention to it, but I knew enough to know that, you know what I'm saying, that was Lawrence Fishburne. Um, and I've seen him in the in the show. I mean, I'm sorry, in the movie. And then um, by the time I started watching Pee Wee's Playhouse, it was just Pee Wee Herman. He ain't have no, like, characters, characters. It was all the puppets mm-hmm. and shit. So by that time, it was kind of over with. Um, but I also remember seeing him in Boys in the Hood, which... I was way too young to be watching, but you know what I'm saying? I watched it anyway. <laughs> and um <laughs> I seen him in that. And then um 
probably the the one that stands that stood out to me the most that I watched like a hawk was definitely um the matrix <clears throat> my mom had bought me um she had bought me the movie for christmas she bought me that and then she bought me awesome powers um the second one and um i was watching that or whatever and the matrix was one of those movies like you know what i'm saying everybody wanted to watch so I had watched Austin Powers ahead of time. I was still too young to be watching Austin Powers, but funny movie, you know what I'm saying, nonetheless. Um, and then what ended up happening was, like, we all just pretty much just got together, went into the living room, and watched The Matrix together. And this was mind-blowing at the time. I believe it was, what, like, 97, 98, when that movie dropped? And what, Matrix? When I tell you, man, yeah. No, 99, remember? 99, we did movies in 99. 99. That's right, the year 99, I'm tripping. I don't know why I keep wanting to be, maybe because we was playing Nintendo 64 around that time, too. We was playing GoldenEye around that time. Um, But Matrix dropped, we watched that shit on VHS, and when I tell you, bro, this was the most magnificent movie I've ever seen in that time. Like, that shit blew my mind. That's kind, that's kind of one of those things that got me into conspiracy theories and all that. You know what I'm saying? As I got older, was watching The Matrix because I was like, yo, this is a dope ass movie. You know what I'm saying? Learning about all the conspiracies behind The Matrix, like how, you know, they say that Neo wasn't the one, it was really Agent Smith, so on and so forth. But him playing Morpheus in that movie um, was kind of dope because that was, to me at least, that was the first time you got to kind of see, like, you know what I'm saying? Like a black dude playing a prominent role. You know what I mean? Like, this time it wasn't like the black dude was the main character and then this white dude come and help him. It was the opposite. Like, this white dude was the main character, but they, he needed this black dude to come help him. And I thought that was super dope to see somebody like Lawrence Fishburne play that role. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, knowing the roles that he's played in um, in the past, especially in, like, Boys in the Hood and movies like that, where he's always playing, like, this positive male figure. Like, him being in that role, playing, like, this super intelligent leader of this group you know what I'm saying, trying to fight back against the quote-unquote, you know what I'm saying, the system. I thought that was dumb. Uh, I'm about to say dumb. I thought that was dope as hell to see. And so, you know what I'm saying, that was one of the things that definitely got kind of got me on that. And I was like, yeah, I like that. But I think that was my first time really recognizing Lawrence Fishburne. How about you? Well, there there are four movies, um, but I can't remember which one I saw first. But it's from a span of 87 to like 93. Like, mm-hmm. obviously with me being a horror person, I, I don't know if I seen Nightmare on M Street part three first, but I do remember him being in that movie. So I can't remember if that was first. I can't remember if Cadet was first. Or a movie like uh, What Love Got to Do With It and Boys in the Hood. Now, when it comes to Cadet, man, that movie, that movie was a great movie, man. Um, a lot of people don't know what it is because it's really an underrated movie. Yeah. Uh, it had uh, Charlie Sheen, had his dad, Martin Sheen, in it. Martin Sheen was on his ass. Martin didn't like him because he, <laughs> he was just like that, that white dude that fucked everything up all the time. But um, so he wasn't mm-hmm. playing his father in this movie. He was just playing like you know what I'm saying like because Martin Sheen was the um was like the the drill leader or whatever, and um and Charlie Sheen was like just this fuck up. So he threw him with all the black guys, right? <laughs> and Lawrence Fishburne was like the like the main dude, and like so they would they sent them out to do like when they would march, and I never forget this song. So they would do this thing when they would march, and they'd be like, "That's the sound of the man get back working on that chain, gang." Oh, don't you know? <laughs> like they used to do that shit, and that shit used to be so hard. I love that shit, yo. And uh, and then like they had built like this. Uh, well, they didn't build it, but like there was this water well that was broken, 
And so then they went out there and fixed this whole this water well thing or whatever. And Martin Sheen was getting on their ass. But man, it's a very underrated movie, man. They cadet, man. But um, I mean the candidate. But um, that was my shit. But I can't remember if it was that or Boys in the Hood because like really a lot of that time was really a blur. You know what I'm saying? Because I was so young at that time. Yeah. And. But the thing is, it could have been what love got to do with it because mm -hmm. that was the one movie my mom, that's another movie with Ricochet that she mm -hmm. had on VHS. And yeah, me personally, performance-wise, I think that may have been his best performance playing Ike Turner. Like, for what you have to be what the mind state that you have to put yourself in to to play that role and and look we all know that right. these are Tina Turner's stories you know this is her you know account of what happened to her I mean a lot of this mm -hmm. shit is documented but then at the same time I mean there were other people who you know what I'm saying they can they can be included like the background singers and shit like that but you know yeah. it it did it did put Ike Turner to be just a, one of the biggest asshole woman beaters that you can think of. But the way that Lawrence played it, man, like he, he murdered that shit. Like I actually watched it like two nights ago. And like that one scene when, uh, when Tina had uh, took some pills and she tried to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. and, and, and this is one of the things where it's just like, Everybody picked this shit up. Like you are here, depending on what what background you have. Like everybody know where this is from. And like he was whispering to her, and when they after they got the pump her stomach, he was like, "Yo, if you don't make it, I kill you." He's like, "You hear me, bitch? If you don't make it, I kill you." <laughs> like, hey, I'm talking about man, like psychologically, man. I don't know. But now it makes sense. It's like if this dude been in theater since he was ten years old, my guy, ten. So that that's why it bro. don't. That's how. That's why it don't surprise me that he was so good so young. But I mean, I, I'm not saying that. I mean, I'm pretty sure you probably got another one. But now he he does great in everything he does. But to me, it was just like, and and it could be because it's fresh in my mind because I just watched it again. But like, yeah, the performance yeah. that he put on, it was just, just how ruthless he was, and how you know what I'm saying, how he was acting when he was high and when he was drunk, like that. It it just felt believable. You know what I mean? Now Angela Bassett killed that shit too. Mm -hmm. That's one of her best performances as well. Absolutely. But but yeah, but we talking about Lawrence right now. But like, yeah, he he murdered that shit, man. What what is the movie that to you that where performance wise, not necessarily the movie, but performance wise, what is the movie you think he did his best job in? If I can be. Be 100% completely honest, it would definitely have to be. Um, uh, what is that movie, man? Uh, it's the one, it's the HBO movie, and he's, um, he's, he's a, it's about the, um, the Tuskegee Airmen. I forgot what it's called. Oh, um, it's such a, it's such an awesome movie. Um, but that, but that one specifically, like with that cast and with everybody that they had in there, it was it was so dope to see it. It was it was called it was called the, but, the, uh, the uh, it was you're right, just airmen the uh, the uh, I can never say it, Tuskegee Airmen. That's what it was called. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was called okay, but it was a Tuskegee Airmen movie on HBO. I remember watching it, you know, saying, uh, in my grandma's living room. And she had sat me down and was like, you need to watch this. And I was like, okay, cool. So um, watching that, you know what I'm saying, seeing it, and I was like super, super enthralled. And I was just like, man, this is just dope, bro. And it was one of them things that, like, you know, you don't realize how how great a movie is until, like, you get older and you go back and, like, rewatch it and stuff like that. And... 
You know what I'm saying? I watched it, I seen it, and I, I was just like, yeah, this is the one. This is definitely the one. And so, um, to me, it was that Tuskegee movie. That movie. What was yours? Well, I mean, it was, it was, um, damn, I just said it. What love got to do with it? Like, performance-wise, mm -hmm. that's his best one. Um, but my favorite, like, my favorite characters were from John Singleton's vision, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to boys in the hood and when it comes to higher learning. Like, I like him playing the yeah. professor and I liked him being Furious Styles. I think that those are, in my opinion, his two most impactful performances, I would say, um, for what he was, um, like the messaging that he had, his demeanor in those films. Like, with someone that's like as great as like, you know, Denzel, like we, look, we spoke about Denzel on the last episode. But, like, there are some roles where it's just, like, as great as Denzel is, I don't want to see him in that. And I think right. playing Furious Styles and playing The Professor, I don't think nobody else could have done that. I think Lawrence Fishburne was the perfect pick for those two characters. Like, I don't think Denzel could have came in there and done that job. I don't think Morgan could have came in there and done that job. I think that those two roles, in my opinion, is his most impactful ones. Now, like, he has mm -hmm. some other good roles. Like, look, this dude has done a lot. You know what I'm saying? This dude played Bumpy Johnson in Hoodlum. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. he's, 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 he's done a lot. But in my personal opinion, like, those two movies, and then and, – and I also think that you have to give a lot of props to John Singleton as well for – his vision and for him because John is a relentless he well, was a, a relentless person like I've heard Ice Cube you know tell the story of how relentless John was and like you know he told a story you might have heard the story where he was like when he was with NWA he was like yo this look I'm saying short black dude came up to me was like, yo, I want to put you in a movie. And he was like, oh, you do movies? He was like, well, you know, I go to school at USC right now. But he was like, I got this movie idea. He was like, and I want you to, you know, play in this movie. And so he was like, all right, you know, whatever, whatever. And so, like, he ain't see John again. So he was like, it's like two years later. He was like, Ice Cube was like, I'm at a party. And then I don't remember what happened, but he was like, he needed a ride home. And so John offered him a ride home. So he gets in the car with him. He was like, hey, I'm that, remember what, he's like, I'm that guy that told you I want to put you in this movie. He was like, man, that was like two years ago. He was like, yeah, I know. But, <laughs> but he was just like, yo, like I got this movie, man, this movie idea, and I want you to play in this movie. And so then he was like, it was a couple months later. And then finally, John got approved to do um, Boys in the Hood. And he went to Ice Cube again. Yeah. And like I just tell that to tell the story just to highlight somebody like John Singleton because John Singleton is another one of those uh another one of those directors who, you know, really paved the way for, you know, a guy like F. Gary Gray to be able to do what he done. Now, granted, you got to give props to Spike Lee. But really before Spike Lee is Melvin Van Peoples, but but it's kind of like like those people who kind of carved the way, you know what I'm saying, for somebody like John Singleton, and even to do the type of movie that John did. Like when you look at Boys in the Hood, mm -hmm. man, you had this discussion before when I said like hood classics. And I was speaking yeah. with you and I was speaking with Uncle Washington. And they was like, well, it's not a quote unquote hood movie. It was like, because if you really Absolutely. think about it, it's, it's really like a dude that ended up becoming a single father you know, raising his child in a bad environment and trying to, you know what I'm saying, put him on the right path or whatever, whatnot. But within within that, like, Furious Styles is trying to, you know, even get his son's friends on the right path. You know what I mean? And I, mm -hmm. Dude, I, like, for me, that like, that movie and Higher Learning, because 
you know, what he was doing with the Omar Epps character and just yeah. His 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 impact on even Ice Cube's uh character in that movie. It was it was just I don't know, man. It was just, it was just great, man. Like what what like what would Absolutely. you say impactful? Impactful movies you would say. Um another impactful movie, um to me is the Matrix. That's the to me that was the well in in my opinion that was like the most impactful one to me. Um, and then I mean another one that I could probably name that I don't know if many people have seen, but it's an, and I don't know what he was doing with HBO at this time. It's like it seemed as if like he had a couple of them, but another HBO movie that he was a part of um, that I was a big fan of was uh, Miss Evers Boy. And I don't know if anybody ever seen that, but um, it was pretty much about the um, Tuskegee experiment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, it was him along with a, a host of other people as well. And it was just one of those movies that I, I thoroughly enjoyed. I thought it was super dope. Um, I really, I really liked it a lot. And it was one of those things that like, it just, it, it, it taught me about what was going on. So like I really didn't, I really didn't look at it and you know, and, and was you know, was like what's real, you know like what is this? It was more so just the fact that like man I can't believe some shit like this has happened, and then that kind of got me into researching what had happened and everything else. So that was a that had a real big impact on my life because it kind of gave me a little bit into um a little bit of Black history, um so stuff that I I never knew had happened uh you know what I'm saying, to people like us. But for me, the most impactful was The Matrix. I think that he could have possibly won an Oscar off that movie. I think that, yeah. the, you know what I'm saying, what he did in that movie was amazing. Um, he did a he did a, a, a phenomenal job in that movie. His To me, his influence in that movie, it could have, I felt like it could have gave way to having a lot more intelligent, positive black characters in movies. And then, you know, of course, I think everybody kind of gives, um, they kind of give, you know, Keanu all the credit. But to me, I felt like the movie wouldn't be what it was, especially that first one. I don't feel like it would be what it was without Samuel. I mean, not say Samuel. Why am I saying Samuel Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> Man, look, um, I, look, too man. many greats, man. Too many greats. Yeah, and look, I feel you. Like the Matrix to me, like when it came out, like I was. I'm not as huge as a fan of it as you are, but the first one, mm-hmm. I did fuck with the first one a lot. And you are absolutely right. I think Morpheus' impact on the movie was so monumental. Like as as great as Keanu was, and um, Carrie Ann Moss, she did a really good job too playing Trinity. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, Morpheus, like he was really the end all be all in this movie. And yeah. I do believe that that this is another one of those films where you really can't see anybody else playing that part. Like there, there aren't a lot of parts because see, there are so many actors and there's so many good people who do good things. But even in some cases you can, you can sit back and just be like, okay, I could see like now this is no disrespect to Keanu. and, And I still think that he was the perfect person for this, but like, you can step back and be like, okay, Brad Pitt could have possibly done it. You know what I mean? Right. Or, but like when I look back and I think about Morpheus, it's like, dude, I don't really, like he fit Morpheus so good. And it's like his voice mm-hmm. embodied Morpheus. Like I couldn't, I couldn't really take anybody else's voice to be Morpheus. So yeah, like it was, and then the impact that that uh, the Matrix had. Like, there's so many memes of red pill, blue pill, like type of situations. Like this movie was very impactful. Um, I was speaking more. Absolutely. I, I was speaking more of a of, of a sense of like 
the in that reality of what Matrix was, yes. But I was speaking more of like, okay, we need more furious styles in the world. You know what I'm saying? Oh well, yeah. If if that's the case, if you speaking in that, if you speaking in that lane, and yeah, Boys in the Hood for sure. Like the furious styles to me was, you know, what I'm saying dope because you got to remember like where we were in the '90s as well too, like. We was coming off of the fact of, you know what I'm saying, like the crack epidemic. We coming off the fact that, like, they locking up black, you know what I'm saying, black men from the homes. And, you know what I'm saying, like, especially in the area that they were in, being in, you know what I'm saying, California, you know, gangbanging was at an all-time high. Like, so to have a black father who was trying to lead, you know what I'm saying, his child out of, you know what I'm saying, all of the bullshit that was going on in that area at the time i thought you know what I'm saying that that definitely had a, a super dope impact like imagine how many people watched that movie and wish they had a father like that you know what i'm saying so yeah i definitely agree with you on that one for sure i didn't know that's the you that's the lane you was going down but yeah oh my fault definitely. my fault yeah i i did i didn't elaborate oh, no, on good. that but yeah. that's why i was that's why i thought it was funny him playing the part in like biker boys because in Biker Boys, like he he was playing like the immature adult, like the big headed immature adult who was mm-hmm. who was really, you know what I'm saying? Like he like in Biker Boys, he wasn't quote unquote a grown up. You know what I'm saying? Like he was fucking a whole bunch of young girls. Right. He was still trying to be the the king of Cali. You know what I'm saying? Being the best racer on the bike and all this type of shit. And it was just like. It was it was funny to see him in that movie because it's just like to me that wasn't his lane necessarily. Like cause he plays so many important mm-hmm. parts. And in this part, he's just really a narcissistic, you know what I'm saying, naive dude. You know what I mean? And then like, I mean to the point where he didn't even know this one dude was his child. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's right. just like, but I fuck with biker boys though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a huge fan of Derek Luke. I think Derek Luke is um it's one of those guys where it, it kind of sucked because he's he's not really getting like a lot of those important roles. Um, I mean, really, the last like important, important role that I've really kind of seen him in was Denzel's um uh, direct and debut with uh Ancorn Fisher. But but anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, I I fought, I fought with Biker Boys. Biker Boys um, was a good movie. It was just wild to see him play someone that was as immature as he was in that movie, though. That's what I meant by that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Um, yeah, you. I mean, you hit the nail on the head, man. Um, what I also what I also like though is. You know what I'm saying? To see how dope certain characters, I mean, certain actors can be in different roles. And you bringing up, you know what I'm saying, like Biker Bull, the fact that he's playing two totally opposite roles. Then, you know what I'm saying, you look at him in The Matrix, you look at him in the Tuskegee Airmen and Miss Evers, boys, you look at him in, you know what I'm saying, like TV's Playhouse, his range, bro, is is amazing. I mean, you you even look at him in what's love got to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Like his range is is phenomenal. And then don't forget, he also played in um, damn, what was that Superman movie that he was the uh, he was the uh um the head of the Daily Planet. Like you know what I'm saying? Like so, he's been in some movies that you know when you look at it, it's like oh shit like this dude this dude can pretty much do it all bro like oh yeah he was at man of steel do it all man of steel yeah like so to see him in that you know i mean you you kind of gotta just look at it like damn like what can't this dude do yeah like his range is all over the place man even when you think about a movie like uh mystic river you know, he was in that. He was in Assault on uh, Precinct 13 where, you know what I'm saying, where he played the bad oh, guy. Great movie. 
Yeah, yeah, like that was that was really good. Like, and that that movie always remind me of Armor. Armor was good. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like the bad guy yeah. in that movie as well. Him, Matt Dillon, um, Columbus Short was in there. Like that movie was good. When you're speaking on range, he was in one of the Mission Impossible movies, and then turn around and do Five Fingers. He played in Bobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the TMNT. You know what I'm saying? The uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like. His range is really all over the place, dude. What I didn't know. TMNT? I uh, he was the narrator. Oh, okay. He narrated okay. the movie, and then he was the voice of okay. the uh, the Silver Surfer in uh, Fantastic Four. I didn't know that. He was. I didn't know that either. I did not know that either. That's but he dope. was the voice of the Silver uh, Silver Surfer. I. I liked him in another movie that was underrated uh, that a lot of people don't know about. A movie called 21. And like he is, so basically what 21 is, is so this, this college kid. That's a kid, serial killer movie, right? No, 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 no. 21 is um, so this no, the kid. Poker, the poker movie. Yeah, that's the poker movie. And he was the dude that was the head of yeah. the uh, the casino. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne played yep. the dude that was the head of the uh, head of the casino, and um, the one college kid was counting cards with Kevin Spacey, and um, and so Kevin Spacey, <laughs> Kevin Spacey was a professor who got all these smart kids from Harvard, and then he took the motherfuckers out to Vegas to count mm-hmm. cards. <laughs> hey, boy, Kevin Spacey, wow! Um, I remember that. Yeah, but 21, I like 21. Like, even though Lawrence Finsbury didn't have a huge part in it, but I, I, I liked him in it. Um, dude, I didn't know, uh, I guess because I didn't watch it. Like, when they redid Predators, he was in Predators, too. Yeah, I didn't know he did a TV that. movie with, he played uh, Thurgood Marshall. Didn't know that. Really? He, yeah, How yeah, it was a TV movie. movie. 125. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's wild. Using contagion. That is wild. The the colony. I don't I don't remember him in oh yeah, he was Omar. Oh yeah, in Ride Alone. When when Kevin when Kevin Hart was trying to act like he was Omar and he was in there and he smacked Ice Cube in the face. Trying to like get Omar, and then the real Omar walked in, and it was motherfucking Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> yeah, these mm-hmm. are stupid. But yeah, he has, dude. He has a lot, dude. And then he came back, and um, when you were speaking of Man of Steel, he came back in Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. He came back as the same yep. character. Yeah, he recurred the role. Yep. Yep. Yeah, like this dude, man. He was in so much stuff. I don't remember him in Passengers, though. I don't remember him in that. But then, you know what I'm saying? He started to jump. Dude, like, when you look at reincurring shit, so he got the Matrix, right? Uh He got the Man of Steel joints. He got the John Wick joints. He was in John Wick 2 and in John Wick 3. Right. So that's three. So that's all I can see right now as far as like series that he had jumped into. But dude, he's he's in the Marvel Universe. He was in Ant-Man and the Wasp. He was in, he was the Civil Surfer, like uh-huh. I said. Like all over the dude, all over the spectrum, dude. Like he, I, I, he, I mean, yeah, he, he's done it all, bro. Is I mean, one hundred twenty-five credits. How could you not? I mean, yeah, like because you in so many different lanes and in so many different mm-hmm. lights, where it's just with starting. As young as he started, which I just learned that like right before we started the pot, I did not know that he actually did his first play at ten years old. Um, but to for some odd reason, which 
I, I don't know what it is. I just really can't put my finger on it, but I will take full responsibility for it. It's just like when, when I go to speak about the greats, like the names that always tend to pop up in my mind, you know, it's always like, you know what I'm saying, the Denzels, the Morgans, the Sams, the Al Pacinos, the Robert De Niro's, you know what I'm saying, the Tom Hanks and the stuff like that. It's like those are the names that always like tend to come out. But for some odd reason, like this one, like I don't tend to think about it, even though I've seen a lot of his movies, which is so weird. And like even some of the, the movies that I said earlier, like, I mean, can you picture and he may have aged out. No, nah, not really. Because I, I, I think that age-wise, he could have. No, because the way that they said it. Because he said that he was. I think he said that he was 17 when he had Trey, when they were sitting, when they were sitting at the, uh, when they was fishing. And he was like, I was only 17 uh-huh. when your mom had you. So he would have been too old. I was about to say, could you picture Morgan? on Freeman playing Furious Styles. It's just like I can't. As great as Morgan is, not only I don't, only because I don't he looks so so much older. Yeah, it's only because he looks so much older. But I could definitely see I, I mean w- with his skill and what he's done, um as far as the, the work he's done, I can definitely see him playing that role. Um, you mean Morgan? Morgan Freeman is definitely one of those actors to pull it off. Yeah. I mean, because what Lean on Me came if out. He, with. If he looked, if he was, if he looked a lot younger, I, I would think so. I don't know, man. I got a question for you. I got a question for you though. What's up? What is a role that you that you would never expect Lawrence Fishburne to be in that you've seen? That I've seen. It might be biker boys, man. Like I mentioned earlier, like yeah. to me, that was that was so out of his element at that time for what that character was. Mm-hmm. And it really didn't make sense to me because as much as I like that movie. It was just like, yo, like he was too young acting in that movie. Like some of the outfits he was wearing, he couldn't pull it off. He had this tight purple shirt one time. It was just like, that ain't him. It was like, come on. It it was just like that it, it did it to me, it just did not fit what I'm used to seeing right. him doing. And with him being like an immature adult that's like this ladies' man. Is messing around with all these young women, like it just—it just didn't feel like him to me. Um, right. So that's one movie that definitely stands out to me. Um, but I do—I'm—I'm I'm gonna throw the question back at you. But I just had a thought. But I do like seeing him in things where he's kind of like the bad guy, like in John Wick Two, saw that Precinct Thirteen. Like armor and stuff like that, but um, but what's the movie for you, man? Throwing that question back at you was like you just didn't expect to see him in it. Um, it's not a movie; it's a TV show. Um, in Blackish, him playing the dad in Blackish. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I did not expect him to play that role, and the only reason I say that is because from everything that he. Does, Outside of, you know what I'm saying, like biker boys, because he kind of played a little silly in that role. Like I've never I've never pictured seeing him in a comedic style role. And like he does a great job in it, don't get me wrong. But it's when when I first seen it, it was kinda off putting. And then the more and more I start watching it, the more and more I kinda appreciated his you know what I'm saying, like his skill, like yo, he he's really doing a hell of a job, you know what I'm saying, playing Anthony Anderson character's father in this show because it's like he has like this old man type of vibe to him but then mm-hmm. it's also like 
he has like this this joking, you know what I'm saying, feel to him as well. Like he's he's not taking himself too serious. Um and he he's not doing anything that that you're used to seeing him do. And and it's just because of that, like I, I definitely appreciate that. I, I really like that. And it gives you a um it gives you a, a totally different, you know what I'm saying, look to who Samuel, I mean, I keep saying Samuel Jackson, to who Lawrence Fishburne is and, you know what I'm saying, what he's done over the years. I feel you. I feel you. And, I mean, like, for me, like, as of late, it's like the last movie that I seen him in was a, a Amazon Prime movie called All the, um, um, it was called All the Old Knives. And um, yeah. where he is kind of like this dude at the top of the, like the, this intelligence team or whatever, um, but like he didn't have like a huge part in it. Like he was just like this dude that was like making decisions or whatever, whatnot. But like, I mean, but like when I look at his IMDb, like that's like the last like movie movie that I seen him in. But um, yeah. But like, but I tell you something else that we didn't that we didn't really speak about was he has another one of those undeniable voices where, you know, there's a lot of credits on him where he was just a narrator. And right. he got he got one of those voices that stand out too, man. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're talking about somebody like James Earl Jones or, you know, Samuel Jackson, like, you know, he's picked a lot to, to narrate shit. Um, but Lawrence, he got one of those voices. And Morgan, definitely Morgan. Um, have one of those voices to be a narrator, and mm-hmm. I think that's something else that he's really good at as well. So that's that's another lane that he could like really now like he could dominate. What I am surprised is that he was never really I don't know if he was ever asked. That's what I I don't know. But what he's never really done right. is be like play a voice character in like a Pixar movie or something yeah. like that. I think he would do really good at something like that, but I don't see anything in that realm. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't see. I don't see nothing in that realm, though. But that's something that he definitely could have done. Yeah, I mean, I w- I would have to agree. I would definitely have to agree. Um, but I I would say. For him to um, for him to be in a voiceover role, I would I would probably I don't know like maybe I think like the Boondocks or something would have fit him more. Yeah, something like something like a a mature a more mature animated style or more mature animated stuff. But nothing at the time that I could think of, I, I would have to agree with you on that. Maybe maybe something like uh, Into the Spider Verse or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, that would be really good for him. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, that is good. One. So, uh, so what are we doing? We doing top? We doing top three today? Yeah, top three. Okay, just making sure. But, yeah, you ready to get into it? No, nah, go ahead. Finish your thought, man. We we can get into it after that. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, no, nah, I, I was just gonna say, man, like what I what I appreciate the most from um Lawrence Fishburne and what he's done is the fact that he's kind of given a blueprint to other actors, especially those who are, you know what I'm saying, like just kind of starting off. He's kind of given a blueprint of the type of characters that you can, you know what I'm saying, portray and the type of the type of work that you can get into, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to always play those roles where they try to typecast you and, or put you in something that you don't really want to be in. Like he's, he's one of those guys that show you, like if you put in the right work and you put in enough work, you can kind of get out there and just do, you know, pretty much anything that you want to do at this point. And you know what I'm saying? Like with with that being said, like I, I really would like to see him 
I really would like to see him in not acting, but like some of those movies, like a um. I would like to see him in, in something like a um. Like a, a more more of those like intellectual thrillers, you know what I'm saying? Like those intellectual um. Maybe something I'm trying to think of a movie that I can use that would be perfect for it. Um, man, are you think? I mean, wouldn't Mystic River kind of fit in that? I mean, yeah, but that was like back then. I'm talking about like something yeah. now, like with the technology they have now, the cameras that they have now, what they're able to do with movies. Like, I would really like to see him in some of these, or, or like not even uh maybe not, not even a, a thriller. Maybe you know what I'm saying one of those movies to where like he's mentoring somebody, or like you know what I'm saying, like he's helping. You know what I'm saying, like just I would like to see him in some like something where he's really portraying his acting skills, you know what I'm saying, like he's always done, but like even more so just to the fact of him being more so in that like Furious Styles lane. You know what I'm saying? Like him him being in a a movie about I don't know, a a preacher or something like that, where he's a preacher or something like something to where he, you know what I'm saying, like something that can kind of fit his style. I will also though, I will say this. I will also like to see him in another or in a actual comedic role, him being the star of the show or the movie, and him playing the comedic role in that in that film. I would like to see that because I like to see how far he can get with that. Because, like I said, in Blackish, he does a great job of it, even though you don't see him a lot. Um, and it's kind of on and off. I would like to see him actually play in a comedy movie alongside, you know, what I'm saying like. Like an actual comedic actor to see how far he can get with that. I wouldn't be mad at it because we've seen him in things where where he have funny moments. You know what I'm saying? Like he he can't. He's so well rounded, man. I'm with you. I, it seems that he may just be like, "Yo, that's that's just not my lane that I want to cover." You know, like I mentioned earlier, when it right. comes to like Pixar films, you know, things like that, he has a sensational voice, but he just never done it. I'm pretty sure he got, you know what I'm saying, offered things like that. Um, because, right. I mean, now don't get me wrong, the person that they chose for it, and we're not going to go down that road today, but I can hear him as Mufasa. James did a great yeah, job. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. But I can hear him as being Mufasa. Even Scar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that maybe he just... Now, I think when it comes to Blackish, I think that that was that, that thing that gave him the opportunity to really dive into that comedy lane. Um, but yeah, I see mm -hmm. what you're saying. That but I mean, with him being as old, old as he is now, I think that we're going to see him more in like what he was in um, in All of the Knives. I think that's what that movie was called, the Amazon Prime movie I was just speaking about, where he was just like this guy who just, you know, worked for, I think it was the FBI or some shit like that, where he just kind of like worked yeah. at, a, you know, at a desk and kind of like give orders and shit like that and like in Contagion, where he was like this doctor. You know what I'm saying? Where he's not really like doing yeah, something as much like that, where he's like a doctor or something. Yeah, that would be dope. Yeah, yeah, and like, and I mean, in Contagion, shit. If I'm not mistaken, that came out like a like around the time of like swine flu and shit like that. So it was already mm -hmm. a crazy time to even do that fucking movie. But um, but yeah, like like now with him being born, I believe I said sixty one. Like, you know, he, he he's up there, but he still got some good years ahead of him. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you still got – I mean, Robert De Niro still putting in work. You know what I'm saying? Al Pacino still putting yeah. in not, – not, not, not as much work. 
um, Robert is doing more than Al Pacino is right now, but he definitely got more years. Don't don't get me wrong, he's not done. But right, but yeah, man, like he's. I I'm mad at myself for like when I when I mention like all of the greats that that is a name that I always tend to forget for some odd reason, and he he needs right. to be spoken more about and. Like I say, this is the platform for it, man. Is uh, to speak on guys like him a lot more. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but let's go ahead and, and get into our top three, man. Let's do it. Okay, so um, I start this one off, man. Um, and it's obvious, you know, what I'm saying I don't already kind of said what my top three is. <laughs> um. <laughs> So I just go ahead and run them down, man. It's the Matrix, it's the Tuskegee Airmen, and it's, it's Miss Everett's Boy. Um, those were three great movies to me. Um, those movies stood out a lot to me, um, especially the Matrix. That had a huge impact on me um, growing up. But Miss Everett's Boy, for sure, that was one of those ones that I definitely uh, – I, I had recently watched a couple months back. And um, it still holds up to today, especially if you don't know anything about the Tuskegee experiments. I would definitely um, challenge people to go watch that and take a look at that and see what that's about. Um, there's a lot of great information in there. And uh, it's it's a, a very um, educational story, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's what I got, man. The Matrix, the Tuskegee Airmen, and uh, Miss Everett's boy. Okay, what I ain't mad got? at it. Um, for me, man, I got, I got boys in the hood. I got high learning, and I got what love got to do with it, man. Um, I know all of those movies, early '90s, but they just have an impact on me, man. Um, it's just movies that I tend to watch a lot, movies that I really fuck with. So, um, like, even though one of them, you know what I'm saying, he was really, really a bad guy, but he murdered being that bad guy. So, those, those are my top Absolutely. three, man. That's what's up, man. That is what's up. Um, so, let's get into the coming soon, bro. Let's do it. Coming soon to own on video and DVD. All right, what we got next, man? How is it? All right, man. So on um, the movie, not movie, man. We got a uh, a documentary coming up next, and it um, and for the people that don't know, uh, this is February Black History Month, so everything we're doing Absolutely. is black. Um, and so what we got is. Is actually called Is That Black Enough? Um, it is a Netflix documentary um, where they're speaking on the the history of black films and filmmakers and actors and actresses and things like that. So uh, they spoke to Lawrence Fishburne. They spoke to him. They spoke to Sam L. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, 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 oh my God. Harry uh, Belafonte, um, they talked to him. So um, it's it's really it's really good, man. You know what I'm saying? They talked about your favorite area. You know what I'm saying? Black exploitation films and what they did. So yeah, that's um, my joint. yeah, man. So uh, that's what we got coming up next, man. Is that black enough? That's what's up, man. I can't wait until we do this one. I'm super excited. Uh to do this one, man. This is um one of those times where we get to talk about uh film in, in its entirety and not just focus on um uh, one whole thing. And I like to be able to, you know what I'm saying, speak about um uh, multiple different things in this realm. I think it's dope. I know a lot of times we end up veering off and doing it anyway, but you know, <laughs> that's just kind of what we do. But yeah, <laughs> I think this one is gonna be super fun, man. Yes, sir, man. Definitely, definitely gonna be looking forward to this one. 
if you guys enjoyed the show, if you didn't enjoy the show, um, if you didn't like the show, if you didn't like the show, um, if you want to just hit us up and say, hey, you know, you guys missed this movie from Lawrence Fishburne, feel free to hit us up and let us know. You can hit us up on our socials, um, on Twitter and Instagram at ViewAnonPod. You can also hit us up on Facebook at VA Pod Watch Group. You could also um, hit me up on Twitter at Scoots Bronson. Um, I'm always available. And um, I think that's it. I got a link to in my bio. You can find me everywhere else there. And y'all can find me at uh, S. <clears throat> excuse me, S. Foster 8 on Instagram and Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pod. That is just on Instagram. Follow the podcast 28 Minutes or Less on all major platforms. Um, I got something cooking up, man. Uh, I already got the idea out. So stay tuned, man. I got something coming really, really, really soon. So, um, oh, last episode that's out is Willie Lloyd. So go check that out. Yes, sir. Um, Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. It's always greatly appreciated. And until the next episode, like they say in Hollywood, that's a wrap. Good.